Bride of the Fire. This is a poem, exact date of which we do not know, but somewhere written between 1902 to 1936. This comes under that bracket. So, from Baroda to Pondicherry. Um, this is a very powerful poem to start with, you know, while we are going to just quickly touch upon the key aspects of the poem. But these poems are meant to awaken and inspire us. So, as we can see, this poem is directly in the line of Vedic aspiration. The presiding deity of the Vedas uh, being Agni. And this poem is addressed to Bride of the Fire. Bride of the Fire. Bride of the Fire is the power of Agni. She is the consort of Agni. And her work is to illumine. Her work is to give us the energy that can uplift us. She is the divine energy in the race. Her work is to purify and her work is to transform because Agni is also Jat Vedas, the knower of all births. Not only the births which are in the past, but births which are going to yet take place in the future. Agni in its highest aspect is the supramental fire that transforms us. Agni is also there hidden in matter as the divine energy which is impelling and propelling the race forward and upward in its ascension. So she is, uh, Agni is also the divine energy within the race and Agni is also occupies the middle term of our existence. That is how the Vedas describe that there are three forms of Agni. One in its very own home which is the supramental truth. Then Agni which is at the base Grahaspatiya and Agni which occupies the mid regions and helps in the upliftment and ascension of the human soul. So here we can see just as in line with the Vedic Rishis, Shobindo is invoking the power of Agni. Bride of the fire, class me now close. Bride of the fire. So he is aspiring for Agni to come closer and closer. When Agni is Felt from a distance, there is a warmth, there is a sweetness, there is a light which illumines. But as this Agni comes closer and closer to us, it becomes difficult to bear its heat, bear its transforming pressure. Because its demands complete purity of nature. So we see that, um, you know, even otherwise we, we see, have, we have this image that in when we are feeling cold, and the fire is burning at a distance. It gives uh, a very good sensation. But as it as we draw closer and closer to this fire. Then the same fire which is so soothing begins to hurt. So there is a condition to be fulfilled to draw Agni close to oneself. As the master poet is doing. So he fulfills that condition. And what is that condition? I have shed the bloom of the earthly rose. I have slain desire. So the bloom of the earthly rose is uh, the human love, the mortal love, the mortal pleasures, the mortal joys. Uh, Mother at one place says that if you want to uh, embody delight and experience a taste of delight, you have to completely abandon entire seeking for pleasure in any part of the being. So it's, this is the condition. So 
the master poet says oh agni i invoke you to come closer and closer because desire is slain and all earthly attachments earthly longings earthly love all that is gone from within me once and forever i have shed the bloom of the earthly rose i have slain desire now he invokes the light aspect of agni beauty of the light surround my life beauty of the light i have sacrificed longing and parted from grief i can bear thy delight so once again we see that one has to bear this delight and it's not easy the human system is not meant for it but he is once again drawing beauty of the light this beauty which is unearthly which is found only in the shadowless deathless light and the master poet is drawing that beauty invoking this beauty and this light to surround oneself but there is a condition and that condition he has fulfilled we are surrounded by all kinds of things to which we are attached so they have to go away so he has sacrificed longing and parted from grief these things to which we are attached on one side they give us happiness but on the other side when they pass away because they are temporary and transient they give us grief so essentially here the condition is that we must be free from all attachments which are of a transient nature now here it's not about this person or that object but the nature of attachment should change from transience temporary seeking for temporary joy temporary satisfaction temporary pleasure to partaking of that true rasa in all things so to be attached as the divine is attached to the world that's what we find in the first verse of the isha upanishad when the poet says tena taktena bhunjita magrida kasya suddhinam the condition for joy the condition for delight is to renounce so by renouncing the temporary and the transient we get the joy of the eternal so he has renounced and therefore he is ready to bear the delight of the eternal beauty of the light surround my life beauty of the light i have sacrificed longing and parted from grief i can bear thy delight and now comes the third stanza image of ecstasy thrill and enlace now we see agni as the form maker so now we see the image the rupam you know in the there is an invocation to light even in the gayatri mantra both traditional as well as shobindu so when shobindu invokes uh, in the gayatri meter the light of sun he invokes the most auspicious form and it is to reshape the entire nature not just illumination in the mind not just a freedom in the heart but to create a new form from within this form this mortal form which cannot bear this delight must go and give way to a new form so he is invoking this new form as he says image of ecstasy thrill and enlace surround me intertwine me penetrate me image of bliss i would see only thy marvelous face feel only thy kiss so he is invoking the the most auspicious form 
which is the image of ecstasy, the form of delight and is invoking so that his being can bear the stamp of this delight, can bear the kiss which transforms and redeems matter and material forms. So he is invoking so that he can feel the touch of the divine delight, the form, divine form upon his material substance. And then finally, voice of infinity, sound in my heart, call of the one. So we have seen in the, just the stanza which precedes this, there is the image of ecstasy where sight is involved. So there is a transmutation of the sight where he wants to see the one presence, the one divine everywhere. So that matter can be, material substance can be redeemed by this touch. Through sight, he is receiving that form and its touch upon his being. Through kiss of the divine presence upon matter, material substance, he is seeking its redemption. He is seeking that ecstasy. And now we hear the sound. So we see that Vedic Rishis aspired for truth vision and truth hearing. So these are the two faculties for which they aspired. Because through these two faculties, we can remold our existence. And actually, if we see, all forms are built by primarily these two powers. Of course, there are other powers. Earth comes to stabilize it. But sound and sight, they weave the form as it were. And they have a major role to play in any, any form, in fact. So now it is voice of infinity, sound in my heart, call of the one. So once again, we see, instead of the multitudinous voices, that we are hearing all the time, we are surrounded by, and this sound is not just sound as we understand, but the vibrations. So all the vibrations that surround us, which are of different types, different levels, different denominations, different domains. So in place of that, he wants that one vibration, which is the vibration of infinity, to surround and sound within. Stamp there thy radiance, never to part. O living sun. So he is invoking this one vibration, the vibration of the supreme to completely take hold of the nature. Stamp. Stamp is something which is very physical, very material. Once again, he is invoking this uh, tremendous, this powerful vibration, this supreme vibration so that its records can be stamped on the very cells of the body on each and every atom of existence because once it is stamped on matter then it will never part so as long as it is just a question of some inner experience in some far off field then the experience comes and goes but stamp by that it means it's a concrete realization stamp also indicates that right in the very cells this sound vibrates and reverberates till the very cells and very atoms of existence are remolded so this is a poem in a sense of transformation where Shubindo takes the Vedic image and carries it to its furthest extreme possibility of first illumination, purification and then eventually the transformation of nature, the transformation of sight and hearing and senses till finally the very form is ready to bear the delight and light of the divine existence. The sun here is of course the supramental sun as we have said that is the invocation of the most auspicious 
we can say in a certain sense that this is Shurabindu's Gayatri but given a poetic form. So he is invoking the light and heat, the power, the energy of the highest sun to illumine, to purify and to eventually transform. And there are conditions for this which he also reveals to us. Uh, all egoism, all smallness, all narrowness, all attachments, all earthly longings, all that leads to grief, all that is nothing else but the stimulation of desire must cease. There must be complete stillness and readiness and openness and receptivity and acceptance of this greater power. Then only our being can be entirely transformed by its touch. So I'll read again and then we will close. And as I said, much more than understanding it, it is a mantra. Shubhindu's poem is a mantra just as we read Agni mantras from the Rig Vedas. We can read it just as a mantra. And it, it has the power to invoke the same power, same energy within our being. And not only within some inmost being, but also in the very cells, in the very atoms of our existence. And this is the magic of this poem as of many other poems in a similar way. Bride of the fire Bride of the fire Clasp me now close Bride of the fire I have shed the bloom of the earthly rose I have slain desire Beauty of the light Surround my life Beauty of the light I have sacrificed longing And parted from grief I can bear thy delight Image of ecstasy Thrill and enlace Image of bliss I would see only thy marvelous face Feel only thy kiss. Voice of infinity, sound in my heart. Call of the one, stamp there thy radiance, never to part, O living sun.